You know, I don't, uh, I don't know about you, but as I listen to these readings this morning, I'm thinking, okay, you know, am, have I lived in that way? Am I living up to what uh, God is calling us to? And, and I hope that we could all sit here and say that, uh, yes, for the most part, uh, you know, we've, we've uh, hit the mark in, in many of those places. Um, but, you know, we all know that uh, from time to time we do fail in these things as well. But we have a God who's merciful, a God who allows us the, the chance to change our ways. It's been a while since um, the particular radio talk show host who I'm going to make mention of here at uh, the beginning of my homily has been on the air here in Cincinnati. But um, I have some remembrances of some, some questions that came to her and then as I've traveled around the country uh, over the last few years, once in a while you pick her up on the radio um, again, and you know, so hearing some other things that she has to say. I think a fairly wise individual, but also rather blunt in the way she uh, has handled questions from time to time. And uh, there was uh, this one time when uh, a caller who identified himself as a Catholic, um, you know, he was complaining about uh, a bad situation in his life. And this particular host, who um, was not a Catholic, was very blunt. She said, you know, if you just followed the teachings of your church, this would not be an issue for you. And there are, have been other callers to her, um, younger listeners, of course, complaining about the strictness or the unreasonableness of their parents. And um, she always tries to get the parent on the phone with the child so that she can talk to both of them. And again, it's uh, you know, not rare to hear some bluntness. And to the child, the host, uh, you know, she says, you know, you're a kid. You're a kid, your parents are the boss. And she says it's really that simple. One day you will be the parent and then you can make the rules. But until then, obey them. You, know, you might disagree, but obey them. And to a parent who might have trouble enforcing the rules, the host, uh, you know, I, I've heard her say, grow up. Stop worrying about what your kids think about you. You're the parent. They're not. You, know, you make the rules. You're the adult. You make sure that they follow those rules. But how often, you know, I would imagine there are a lot of folks that have been faced with these same kinds of questions and uh, are wondering what the answer should be. And what happened to uh, Jesus, as we hear in our gospel this morning, is um, it's not uncommon to us. You've heard me tell the story about my mother leaving my brother behind often. You know, ask uh, any coach uh, how many times he's had to wait with a child until the parent finally shows up, you know, forgetting that they left them there for practice or whatnot. Uh, I've had to sit quite a few times with some youngsters, uh, you know, in my coaching, waiting for the folks to come and pick them up. And in the day of the Holy Family, when, when travel was by foot, you know, doubling back a few miles could, uh, it could take you days. And there's a profound statement that's made in our gospel that, that we should not miss. It 
says this, he went down with them then and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. You know, Luke in this gospel speaks of Jesus' obedience to his parents. And Colossians, our second reading this morning, calls all children to obedience. And our first reading, uh, a very beautiful reading this morning, Sirach calls his adult son to be obedient. And the son is to honor his father. And that's a call to all of us, no matter you know, what age we may find ourselves at at this point in our history. But what does it mean to be obedient? You know, it, it doesn't mean to do something just because the other person said so. It, it not at all. You know, one of the definitions of obedience is that the word means to listen intensely. And it can also mean to listen to what is said on account of the person who is saying it. If, um, if we were to list the worst of our society's problems today, I, I would hope that you can agree with me that at the top of the list is um, the breakdown of the family. It is um, a tragic situation in our this culture, the society that, that we live in here and, and you know, uh, the western part of the world, but it's happening everywhere. You know, communism, socialism, those were two movements that were very much about the breakdown of killing the family. You know, let the state take care of you. You don't need anyone else. And we find ourselves going deeper and deeper into the same sort of a situation. You know, perhaps some of our government officials back in the, the 60s or so thought that that was the best thing to do for people. But we are now beginning to reap the rewards of those bad decisions. And we have had over, well, it's been going on now for a little over a year, um, what is called the Synod of the Family. It's the reason that the Holy Father came to Philadelphia uh, this past uh, summer, or past fall. And, you know, to look at what is happening in our families, to look at the breakdown that has occurred and, uh, you know, the, the, the destruction that has followed. They say that one of the root causes of this breakdown is... Well, believe it or not, pornography. And the rampant, huge amount of use of that, which of course the internet makes very, very available. It grabs hold of you and it will not let go. And it destroys your relationships. And I've heard about it over and over and over again, whether it's counseling or other places. It's it really, truly is causing great, great distress in our families. And it's leading to you know, the, the adultery that's happening, the unnatural marriages that people think they can enter into. You know, if we do not change, we are going to pay a terrible price. And, and I think that we can all say that we are beginning to see that. 
you know, as families, we're, we're called to listen to each other intensely, as, as that uh, definition says. And a holy family begins with, with parents who love and cherish each other. And Colossians this morning um, offers the best advice for proper family living given to, uh, to both the first century Christians and to us as well. The culture's changed dramatically. Roles in the family have changed dramatically, but the essence of Colossians' advice has not. We hear Paul saying this, bear with one another, forgive, Forgive as the Lord has forgiven you. Overall, overall, Paul says, put on love. Whatever you do, whether in speech or in action, do it in the name of the Lord. Marriages, good marriages, honorable marriages, sacred marriages. Demand living Christian faith and values to the very fullest. You know, taking some time together as husband and wife to think about what that really means and to, to pray together over it so that, so that it's not so difficult to live. You know, spouses who, who put God first in their relationship with him and the church tend to survive in their marriages. You know, I, I know I've thrown these statistics out there before, but they are very, very true. You know, divorce in this culture of ours is over, the divorce rate is over 50%. Amongst those who at least learned what it meant to be a Catholic Christian growing up, they may not be practicing their faith all that well, but the divorce rate is half. And amongst those who come to church every week, the divorce rate is less than 10% amongst Catholics. That, that says something greatly about this faith that we have to rely upon. And if we live it well, the relationships that we can have with one another. You know, this admonition for wives that we hear in Colossians to be submissive to their husbands and for husbands to love their wives is just another call to obedience. Obedience to the vows that you have in marriage. It's a call to listen to each other intensely. It's a call to listen precisely because of who the other is in your life. And if both spouses listen, if you listen intensely, you might just hear the whisperings of God in your love for one another. You know, parents, you make a most sacred promise when you bring a child for baptism. And, and that promise is to raise that child in the practice of the faith. And it's a promise. You know, I, I, I think about so many who have broken that, and, and because of that, I very much emphasize when I am baptizing a child, and, and I could do this much more outside of, you know, when we celebrate it here at Mass. There's a, a blessing that's prayed over the parents at the end of that rite that we do not do at Mass. And, and in that blessing, the, the second strophe of it is the, the blessing over the Father. 
in which it says that the father and the mother of this child will be the first and most important formers of their child in the ways of faith. And so in my preaching at that rite, I, I try to pinpoint that and emphasize that and, and in the hopes that they remember it, that they don't forget what this very important role that all of you as parents have to form your children well. And that, of course, implies that you are taking responsibility for the, the practice of your own faith. If parents can love God, if parents can love the church and love each other, then they will have something to teach their children. Parenting a child, of course, is uh, more than being a, a buddy to the child. It means that you have a set of values that you live by and you call your child to live by as well. Paul's letter to the Colossians suggests that families instruct and admonish one another. Now, each of us has to be responsible for the values of our families. And uh, certainly we know precious little, quite frankly, about uh, the life of the Holy Family. But what we do know is that Jesus was obedient to his parents. But parents should remember that even the Holy Family had their moments. You know, even Jesus, as we hear this morning, gave his parents uh, uh, quite a scare. And unfortunately, not everything a child does will please parents. But parents, make sure that you have offered your children a good and uh, loving example and offer them uh, good choices in their lives. Um, you know, those of you who are adults and who are sitting here in this church, that your parents did that for you. So do it well for yours. And uh, I think we can all be reasonably assured that um, you know, there will be good marriages and and good families that come along as our future unfolds.